Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real Talk with Zuby is sponsored by Gumroad.com. Gumroad is a platform that makes it really, really easy for creators of all kinds to sell their products, both digital and physical. It's what I've been using for my latest book, Strong Advice, Zuby's Guide to Fitness for Everybody. Gumroad makes it really quick, seamless, intuitive, and easy to sell whatever it is that you want. You can get started in just a few minutes by going to gumroad.com, signing up as a creator, and setting up your product. Did I mention that it's free to use? It makes it really quick and easy for you to set up and sell your products and get paid every single week, and it also makes it really easy for buyers to pay you with credit card, debit card, PayPal, various payment methods. It works well on mobile as well as on desktop. So I highly recommend you go check them out, whether you are an artist, a podcaster, a creator, a musician, whatever it is that you do, check out gumroad.com. That is G-U-M-R-O-A-D.com and get started today. Gumroad.com. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand, stunting you're destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam, put some respect on my name. Sick like a bane, click and I bang, y'all gonna remember the name. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to the co-founder of Black Guns Matter. He is also a candidate currently running for city council in Philadelphia in the U.S. And this is, of course, Maj Toure. Welcome to the podcast, man. What's up, Zuby? I appreciate you for having me, man. That's all good, man. No, I, uh, I can't remember how I first heard about you. I believe someone on Twitter mentioned you and and tagged you on i put out a message saying who do you guys think i should speak to on the podcast and a couple people mentioned you and so we started following each other and um i was kind of seeing the moves you were making so i'd like to find out more about you and your story yeah it's uh, um it's good moves that we making and i'm glad that you know I'm, I'm i'm somewhat internet famous to be able to you know for people to care at least enough about the work to be doing to even mention me so that's always dope to be recognized for doing dope things so I'm happy to be here. Awesome, man. So I've given a very, very brief intro about who you are and what it is that you're doing, but why don't you give the people a proper intro to you, who you are, as well as your work and your campaigning? Yeah, I'm a Philadelphian. I'm, you know, I'm a person that uh, was born and raised in Philadelphia, um, you know, a very blue collar town. Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of the trauma that goes along with ignorance and, and foolishness in, in regards to uh, firearms so we did something about that and then in, in, in creating these classes these free classes across the country where everyone else donates and pays it forward to others 
uh, what we did in that point was uh, we started to see that, okay, we're informing people and changing the cultural around firearms and conflict resolution, but it wouldn't make sense to do that if some politician that doesn't even know what's really going on can just uh, write those, uh, basically make a lot of that work obsolete by writing laws that makes a lot of those guns illegal. Uh, mm. You know, we, we know that, you know, where there's actually more respectable uh, laws for the right or the human right to self-defense and where there's more uh, of a general culture of positivity around firearms, there's less violent crime. Yeah. All of the places that have more restrictive uh, freedoms, more restrictions on the freedom to human right to self-defense has more violent crime. So um, it wouldn't make sense to do all of that culture and paradigm shifting and then allow politicians, especially in the city where I'm from, to make some of that null and void. So I decided to run for city council to get on board to make sure that the the, the uh, we're cutting down on trauma and we're you know presenting conflict resolution options as well as at the same time uh, we are respecting Philadelphians and Americans or humans right to defend themselves with firearms. So that's how we got to this point. Okay, I mean this is going to be a really interesting conversation because of course I'm based here in the UK where Dang. the whole uh, the whole situation about guns fire like it's a whole different whole different ball game whole different story here in the uk yeah. and also for for the majority of europe not all of it right. but most of it a couple exceptions like switzerland yeah, and yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't czech republic that whole, i didn't learn from that whole germany disarmament thing no it's uh it's a complete different mindset here to the stage that just like if you talk to an american who strongly believes in and supports the second amendment such as yourself the it's just as much of a sort of cultural shock right. to you hearing what I'm saying as it is to people here in the UK, like trying to get their head around the gun thing in America. Like they're just, people here are generally just ban all the guns, get rid of them. Like why, why do they have guns? Like no, most Europeans do not understand it at all. I mean, I do cause I've got very large and growing American following. I've had lots of conversation like these. So I get it from my own perspective, but I think it'll be really interesting to kind of, go into this in detail, especially in the US now, it's a big conversation, the whole gun control thing is this, you, you've got people saying that the Second Amendment is outdated, or that certain guns should be banned, or you're hearing phrases like common sense gun control, or banning of certain rifles, banning of certain things. And it's, uh, it's a lot to get into, we've got some time to get into it. Um, right. But I guess, my question would be, how did you come to this position so what's the story behind it all that you felt that you wanted to go and create this black guns matter campaign and while you've got i'm sure you've got people who are kind of opposing you fighting for tighter restrictions whereas you're on the opposite side of it so what's the story that's led you to believe what you believe in and do what you do i just kept seeing the same scenario play out uh, a good guy doesn't have the means to defend himself from a bad guy. One good guy gets a firearm, missing the information and missing the information. He has a firearm without knowing the laws uh, in his town. He gets, he goes to jail. It's just, you know, like it says in the Bible, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Mm. And so what happened was we was like, yo, this is, this, some of this stuff is like fixable. We're not talking about guys that's robbing and raping with firearms. We're talking about guys that were just trying to protect their family. We're talking about women that, you know, right where we're sitting right now, uh, there's a young lady named Shanina Allen who literally drove across a bridge from Philly into New Jersey and uh, got pulled over, told the law enforcement officer she had a firearm and they was going to send her to jail just because she had a license to carry in Philly. 
and she just literally was over the bridge. Mm-hmm. Now, ignorance of the law is no excuse, but some of the laws are unjust. So our, our goal is to really, when we recognize that so many people was getting caught up in the same thing, inform them. And then after informing people to not get caught up in the same thing, then after that, overturn, have political power to overturn the rule. The rule is not right. It's not, it's, it's in direct contradiction to the Constitution of the United States of America. It's just mm. what it is. And so, but if you, over time, people feel like they're not involved in that political process or even feel attached to the founding documents of the place that they live, the matrix that they're in, you know, then you can have people saying things like, oh, the Second Amendment is outdated. That's silly. You wouldn't say that in regards to the First Amendment being outdated. You wouldn't say, oh, well, they didn't have Twitter back in those days, so Twitter doesn't count. Mm. You know, it's just the medium changes. The concept is the same. You know, so those people that feel like those people that haven't been robbed, that don't live in rough neighborhoods, that don't understand that fire or the Second Amendment was to protect the people against corrupt governments. You know, you guys and then those those people that say those things, they, they acquiesce and they say, OK, well, guns are banned. So, for example, you in the UK, right? Y'all damn near can't have any guns, pretty much. No. And you would, you would think that that meant that, like, violent crime would go down. Only thing that happened is y'all stabbings went up. That's it. That's true. That's <laughs> true. And so um, just giving people that information and seeing how much of that information was missing was our goal. Uh, and to say, first, let's just present people with the information and let them make the decision on their own. You know, mm-hmm. if you decide after having the actual data and seeing what it is, and then after that, you decide to say, I don't want to have a firearm. Cool. You don't have to have a firearm, but you're right to not have one. I'm going to champion that just as much as I want you to champion my right to have one. Yeah. That is freedom. So what's the, how exactly do the gun laws work in the U.S.? It's one of those things that I, I sort of understand, but not totally. I know, of course, on a national level as a country, you have the Second Amendment, but I know from state to state, I don't know, or is it even city to city? That it varies. It, How does it, it work? Can be, it can be. It can be both, actually. Mm. Um, so each each city, United States in general, is a as a collection of states that are their own sovereign entities. Mm-hmm. Okay, the federal government is supposed to protect federal rights, or anything that's not enumerated in the Constitution is going to be left up to the states. So each state becomes like its own little nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, each state, like for Pennsylvania, where we at right now, our second, our uh, equivalent of the Second Amendment when it speaks to the right to keep and bear arms, says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be questioned. That is Pennsylvania state uh, constitution in regards to the Second Amendment. Now, a different state constitution may say something different. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're a uh, resident or citizen of each individual state, you go by those state rules. Now, of course, you're going to travel. You may not be in the same state your whole life. You go to a different state. If that state has, let's say, if you've got a license to carry if that state has a reciprocity with the state that you have the license to carry in, then you're good. Some states do not. So you, in essence, have to know the lay of the land or the laws of the land for each one of the states that you're in. Mm. Um, there's apps on phones that, you know, I have a great app that allows you know, me to, you know, say, OK, this is the, these are the rules. This is the situation. Here, here's how it is. Um, and it, ch- it changes from state to state based on your GPS. Um, there's a viable, there's a, a myriad of uh, options for everyone to have to understand exactly what's going on uh, in the state or municipality that they're in. But the reality is all of the laws that are created outside of the Second Amendment are actually infringements 
we've accepted it over time. Mm. We've accepted it as the rule. But in reality, people, more people go into court fighting and saying, no, this isn't a violation of my human right to self-defense as stated in the Bill of Rights, which does not give the government power to grant or take away those rights. Our framework was the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the, then the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights was a double down to say, hey, guys, in 100 years from now, if everybody thinks these rights come from government, there's a list of things that do not come from government. You are born with these. These are natural rights. These are birthrights. These are endowed by our creator, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have the means, the most, you have the, the right as a human to have the most effective means to defend your life. Currently, that is a firearm. Yeah. We talked about small hand-to-hand or, you know, whatever, whatever. On top of that, these things are um, designed to check government, to make sure that government does not become tyrannical. And so that's the framework of our nation. But over time, as civics and things like that are taken out of the equation, out of the schools, out of the culture, you feel people feeling disenfranchised. And then you're still left with the trauma that comes along with the ignorance surrounding firearms. So the knee-jerk reaction there becomes, or just ban them, just get rid of guns. Mm-hmm. When in reality, again, evil exists. And if I'm the bad guy, I'm not going to like turn in my gun because they made a new rule, you know? Yeah. So in essence, that's the overall framework of America. Okay. Um, yeah. No, it's something I, it's something I always was, it's something I've been trying to get my head around and hadn't done all the reading up on because it seems odd that a state, it seems like the state laws override the federal law in this well, yeah. situation. Usually, see, so states, when they started taking so much federal funding instead of generate money on their own, mm-hmm. they start kowtowing to what the federal government says or vice versa. So, for example, there's some states that say, yeah, we're not in- endorsing any of those federal firearms laws. We are our own sovereign entity yeah. and they're right to do so. They're right to say that. Um, and that gets us back and towards direction of freedom, of mm-hmm checking the government if the government step out of line we can put them right back in line you yeah. can only do that if you have the means to do so you can't do that with just like good intentions and like harsh words mm-hmm. you know even in the creation of america you know the british you know sorry guys americans was like nah we don't want to do this no more the british mm-hmm. was like yeah you're still going to do that the americans shot them that's it <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know yeah. So you have to have the means. It's like a bully. You have to have the means to defend yourself and and stand your ground. You know, uh, against a, a potential bully. Mm. So why is it that you think that people acquiesce and take the opposite position? And there seems to be a bigger and a bigger push for that. I'm seeing more stuff. I mean, I'm I'm looking from a distance, but I'm seeing more stuff about gun control and. You know, even talk of out like outright banning guns or getting rid of the Second Amendment and whatnot. Like I completely understand and hear everything you're saying. And I'm connected to a lot of people who feel very, very strongly in the same way that you do. But I also know and I'm connected to a lot of people who, you know, feel completely the opposite. Um, do you think that's just based on lack of information? Do you think it's just a an emotional reaction? I mean, what what is it there? It's both. It's an emotional reaction to trauma. If, if, if I'm someone that whose family member was murdered by some idiot with a gun, mm-hmm. the natural reaction is to go, man, if that idiot wouldn't have had the gun, he wouldn't have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I get that. 
unfortunate part is that idiot again uk stabbings is through the roof yeah there's still shootings here too like the people with the guns here are not the good guys right so all you did was just make it a free-for-all for the bad guys to go into like a, a shooting and fish in a barrel so mm. those people that say that usually don't know anything about guns don't know anything about laws know very little about psychology as well as they don't understand much about civics they don't know what a government you know absolute power corrupts absolutely mm. so a government unchecked what reason would a government have to check itself if they knew that you could not do anything to stop it mm. i mean a lot of people a lot of people would say that that's very paranoid not me personally but uh a lot of people they're, would say that I that's mean, a very paranoid position whatever person says that they're welcome to it that, that's mm. the beautiful thing about freedom they're welcome to view it whichever way they choose to view it but i gotta back minds up with data and math and mm. and in a global historical context. Yeah. So for example, every single time there was disarmament and slow marches towards un, you know, de-arming the public, not long after that, the government became corrupt and the, the people were massacred. So let's let's just use a more recent example. Mm -hmm. The things that's going on in Venezuela right now. Yeah. Venezuela within the last 20 years was one of the most oil-rich, resource-filled countries in the world. They are begging for bread and bread lines now in, in, in uh, Venezuela. Would that yeah. also be the case? Their government is literally running people over in tanks. Yeah, I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? They they don't they don't have firearms ownership by the citizens in Brazil. I mean, in Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. So that's one example. Fast rewind a bit further. The Weimar regime takes over and starts de-arming, you know, the people of Germany. Of the mm -hmm. people of you know all these different places in Europe, then Hitler is elected democratically. He didn't take over; he was democratically elected, and he's like, you know what, seal the deal. Right after they don't have the means to defend themselves, we rounded them up, putting them in the, you know uh, train cars, mm -hmm. and we sending them to you know camps, and we killing them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mao, millions of people. I mean, you could, you just don't have the means to defend yourself. That's yeah, what yeah. made America very very unique with our contradictions mm. huge contradiction land of the free oh but we're going to enslave people and steal land mm. that happened too you know what i'm saying but one of the one of the areas where on every level whether you're talking about the natives to this land you know when they were massacred the first federal gun grab was wounded knee mm. as a massacre of natives to this land that said we're going to turn our guns and they got killed if you don't have the means to defend yourself your government, the bad guys, the this, the that, anyone has the means to impose their will on you. That is mm -hmm. not freedom. So yeah. those people that would say that don't understand the framework along with uh, the psychology of evil. You can do everything right. There is an evil person. It may not be as many evil people as there is good people, mm -hmm. but just your luck this day, you run into the evil person. He has the means to take your life you do not have the means to defend your life that's not it's like it's like somebody saying oh well i've never had a fire in my house before so like i don't need a fire extinguisher you're paranoid yeah, yeah. if you have a fire extinguisher yeah no i'm not if it happens i'm ready to put the fire out yeah Same concept. I, th I think what happens is i think people get obsessed with the idea of the tool at hand so for example in the uk i mean when there's 
obviously been a spate and a rise in both stabbings and acid attacks. And there's been talk. I don't think I don't think it's gained much ground, but there have been talks of, oh, we need to make it harder for people to buy knives or we need to <laughs> ban knives over. So, and it's it's interesting to me because it's like, you know, we're, we're all surrounded by potentially lethal weapons all the time. Right. Everybody has knives. We, we've got cars. Like if you want to if you want to if you want to harm somebody we've all got lots of tools at our disposal to harm people. And, you know, bad guys will use whatever's available. That can be a brick, that can be a fist, that can be a bottle, that can be a knife, that can be a gun, that can be a car. You know, yep. you've seen all these cars and trucks running and in, ramming into people, you know. So I do personally find it a little bit odd when people get obsessed with the tool or even, or say in the States, like you hear a lot of talk about uh, specific guns, right? So some people right. might say, oh, a handgun is okay. A shotgun is okay. I mean, shotguns are freaking powerful. A shotgun is okay, but um, a rifle is should be illegal, right? It's and, like and it never, never completely ignoring the fact that most of the murders and homicides are done with handguns. Handguns, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> it's and because it's not, it's not about, it's not about safety. Mm. If it was about safety, we would have data to reflect that. We have data to the opposite. It's about control. Mm. We have to slowly, by attrition, convince the people that they're not intelligent enough to defend themselves from bad situations. Yeah. And in doing so, we secure more and more power over the people. Mm. That's the game plan. That's, ha that's already happened a thousand times before. America, even before America was created, there mm. were people going, yo, make sure you don't like let this one go. Because remember <laughs> 500 years ago when people didn't have the you know, means to defend themselves from the government and the government started tripping? Like they knew that then. It's mm -hmm. the same thing playing out as we in that let, you know, my partner says we in the same loop or the same cycle. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just that coming from a place of freedom, more so than argument, it's, yo, until you do something wrong with the thing, you have the right to have the thing. Now, when you do something wrong with the thing, the person that you would have attempted to do the wrong thing to should, if they also have the means to defend themselves, you still can't necessarily do the same wrong thing to them mm. it's just that's actually common sense the whole let's add more rules is not common sense it's just yeah. not it's a slow march towards tyranny and we got to wake up about that yeah i mean it's interesting to me that um in europe of all places i mean given the past hundred years of history in europe and all the you know the the two world wars and all the other you know drama and craziness and invasions and whatnot that have gone on here it does in a way surprise me that the average british person or european for example just doesn't even wh whether or not they're pro-gun rights or not it, it it strikes me as intriguing as you know if you were talking to most british people right now i assure you they'd be they'd be looking at you like you're you're some super super crazy dude right they, they just mm -hmm. I've, I've had this conversation with you and because i try to you know with everything i try to see and understand both sides as well yeah. as i can before forming my opinion i mean I'll, I'll see some people on the u.s and tv talking about guns and i'm not i'm far from a gun expert but i i realize i know way more about guns than they do because mm -hmm. to not make myself sound completely ignorant i had to be like okay when what what even is an assault rifle right people right. are talking assault rifle like what does that e what does that even mean? And you look it up and you're like, oh, you know, people talk about, oh, we need to ban automatic weapons. I'm, I'm like, I already know that those are already pretty much banned, right? But people will be, oh, we need to get rid of this. And 
what they're saying isn't even making any sense to me. And I'm kind of like, I'm not even an expert here. So they have, this... they, have a, they have a they have a script and most people just repeat more scripts mm. instead of going, yo, I don't like I'll be in mid conversations with people and they'll say a word. I'll be like, yo, bro, I don't know what that word means. Hold <laughs> up. Give me a second. I'm saying or yeah. tell me what that word means. People's people like to pretend like they're smarter than they actually are, especially around when it's, you know, uh, involving their ego. Mm. So they say these things. And again, there is trauma that is associated with it because of that same ignorance. So if they're a politician, they want to say something that makes it seem like they care. Mm. If you really cared about a girl not getting raped, you would make sure that she has every means at her disposal to defend herself before the rape and deter the rape before it even happens. Mm -hmm. Firearms do that. They don't talk about the fact that there's anywhere between 2.5 million and 4 million defensive gun usages annually in America, meaning 2.5 to 4 million times a year, somebody with a gun stops a bad person with a gun. And a lot of it is not fatal. Yeah. It's not fatal. You well, know? It's, a, it's so, a deterrent, right? Right. And so with that being the case, you know, there's 30,000 deaths in regards to firearms annually. What they also don't tell you is 60 percent of those are suicide. suicide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if the bad guy, let's say the same girl, the girl is the rapist, rapers on her. She pulls her firearm and he's trying to rape her. He's attacking her, beating her, has a knife. She shoots him. And and to us, we will go, oh, that young lady protected herself. Mm -hmm. So the, <laughs> they'll say that's a gun death. That's gun violence. Mm -hmm. And they'll throw that's that true. in the stat game. You know, so. We don't really let them determine the understanding for us because these are all FBI and CDC statistics. This is the government stats. Mm -hmm. The thing is, other people have to leave some of that out. And then upon leaving some of that out, they have to shape the narrative a certain way. Um, and it, and, it, and it, it, they, will been, they were successful for a long time because there wasn't so many people in urban America or urban centers across the planet saying, nah. I'm from the demographic that you're talking about that doesn't need guns. And I'm saying, yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, my cousin would have not got shot. The guy that shot him was a coward. If he would have known that my cousin would have had a gun, he wouldn't even came over there. Mm -hmm. You know, so these are the type of stories that we deal with across the nation. And we have an understanding of it. But those people that if you if you make a well-informed decision and after making that well-informed decision based on facts and data, if you again, if you just choose to say, I do not want a firearm. I will fight for your right to not have a firearm. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? That's your choice. That is freedom. That is freedom. Mm -hmm. And to be in that space where I have the freedom to do a thing where I'm not violating someone else's personal property or their physical well-being, that is, I'm, good, I'm well within my rights. And I think that is the conversation more so just firearms. The conversation is more about uh, respecting each other's freedom, mm -hmm. you know? So when it comes to gun laws, I mean, the U.S. is pretty unique with its Second Amendment, right? The U.S. isn't isn't really the global norm, right? You can't go to most countries don't have something like a Second Amendment. I believe that there are, you know, there are some others that I think might have something like it. But um, the US, U.S. seems quite uniquely positioned in that regard. Yeah. So do you think that the right to bear arms is something that should be global and international it, in, your, it already, in your it already is the citizens mm -hmm. of those other nations don't understand it as a universally respected and understood human right mm -hmm. again the we just the, the bill of rights 
it's just codified human nature. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Now, if you if you live in a place where you haven't made your government codify and respect that codifying of those human rights, sucks to be you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, if, and if you haven't, if you these are again, these are not things that we said, you know, this nation said the government has to no, the government does not even grant them. If someone's trying to kill me, I can't stop and think for a second and be like, man, can I only, like, do I have the human right to defend myself from this guy trying to kill me? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even a question. Those nations, they have the same Second Amendment rights. They just haven't lived up to them because they are not granted by government and your government cannot take them away. Mm. Well, they, 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 are, they already have. Right, but not really. You've well, accepted. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for example, let's say next week, right? All the UKs, the zombie apocalypse, all <laughs> of them, right? It's like half the population is zombies. Oh, right? geez. They already are might gonna, be. Are you going to care about that gun law? No. Because <laughs> you want a real life scenario. <laughs> like, I have to protect my life. Yeah. You know I mean, these are social constructs designed to keep people restricted in their thought. You know what I'm saying? It's what it is. And so for mm-hmm. me, it's like, I don't care. I don't, it's, oh, well, this person was from, so what? I don't care. You as a human, as being born, you have the right to defend and exist on this planet, in this plane of existence. Okay? You have that right. No one can give it to you. People can let you, remind you or tell you that this is your right, but no one can give it to you. No one can take it away from you. That's the major key. So have you always been in um have you all, always been a strong supporter of the second amendment or I've is it something that you I've always had guns I wasn't necessarily you know I was a lot more closeted mm. and uh, I'm a private dude now still but I, I didn't have I lacked it maybe the languaging to translate it the way that I translate it now Gotcha I'm saying everybody in the hood is a supporter of the second amendment <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. You going like, yo, if somebody come try to rob my house, I should have the right to defend my life. You know what I mean? And yeah. spoken spoken to people practically that way, they get it. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I've I've always been like, I mean, my environment conditioned us as such, you know, us as such. Okay. I'm not gonna what? We're going over there naked. No, I'm not <laughs> doing that. You kidding me? This is a war zone over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want no smoke, but I'm but I'm gonna defend myself from smoke. Tell me a little bit more about growing up in Philly. I mean, what was what was that like for you? I haven't been to Philly yet. I might be, I might visit later on when I get to the states later on this year. But I mean, yeah, what was I'm it like through. for you? Philly is a very beautiful, blue collar, hardworking city that um, tons of people would it, would do themselves a tremendous service to come through and see the beautiful juxtaposition of history, art, hard work, architecture. Um, you know, the Constitution was signed here. It's the birthplace of America. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very, when I grew up in the, you know, the 90s, it was like, you know, crack epidemic, kind of mm-hmm. dying down, you know, just a rough town. And that breeds a certain level of strength, you know. And if I live in a bad neighborhood, if I'm not the bad guy, just because I live next to the killer don't mean I'm like cool with the killer. I'm yeah, just yeah, like next door to the killer. And so it's like I have to have the means to defend myself from potentially the killer next door or Mm. the killer down the street or Mm. 
the, the, the corrupt law enforcement officer that wants to take my life. You know, so all of these things are key. And that, that that's kind of like what bred me uh, and, and, and Philly, like just the understanding that, yo, you know, you could die here. Right. Like this ain't this ain't like tropical land, you know, so just be on point. Pay attention. Be honest. Be, mm -hmm. be forthcoming with, you know, the things that you want to do and knowing what you're getting yourself involved with. I think that strong cities and hardworking cities like this breed that type of mentality more so than people that have like a you know the silver spoon situation mm -hmm. yeah no it's interesting because philly is obviously a place that obviously I'm a, I'm a rapper myself so philly mm -hmm. produces a ton of hip-hop artists and it has done for a long time so mm -hmm. it's one of those places where you hear a lot about right you, you've heard yeah. a lot of songs of it's like oh that person's from there that person's from there but um as a as a total outsider it's interesting to you know just get a little bit more of a real life honest perspective yeah of you know what one person's experience is like there anyway today's episode of real talk with zuby is brought to you by our sponsors oz lifestyle brands oz lifestyle brands care a lot about the details their selection of men's accessories balance style with substance and quality and craftsmanship showcasing both casual and classic designs they also make shopping really easy for you. You can just go check out their website, ozlifestylebrands.com. They've got a fantastic selection of watches, wallets, t-shirts, and other accessories, especially designed for men with ultra-discerning tastes. OZ is for men who have found their calling but don't feel the need to shout about it. So I recommend you go check out their full range of products over at ozlifestylebrands.com. To let them know that I sent you and to get 20% off your entire first order, just use the code ZUBYMUSIC at checkout. That is Zuby Music, Z-U-B-Y Music at checkout to get 20% off your entire order at OZLifestyleBrands.com. OZLifestyleBrands.com. Go check them out. So coming back to the, the questions about the, the laws and the restrictions and stuff like that, when you've got people who are advocating for gun control or what they call common sense, common sense gun laws is the thing that I see bandied around a lot. I mean, in your own perspective, do you think that there should be any laws, rules, restrictions in terms of what kind of firearms or weapons people are allowed to earn, to own? No, no, no different. No, that's because it's not freedom. Mm. No, I think that if you if so, if I got a butter knife, right? Butter mm -hmm. knives are completely legal. They yeah. like hang out at restaurants. They're everywhere. If I pick that butter knife up and go stab somebody in the eye with it, I go mm -hmm. to jail. For of course, me, not the butter knife. Mm -hmm. If I got full auto, semi-auto, 22 caliber, 9 caliber, 40 cal, doesn't matter. Did you do the right thing with that tool or instrument, or did you do the wrong thing with it? Mm. There's already rules against murder. Sure, of course. There's a rule against it. Like yeah, yeah. It was, it was one, if, you, if people follow the Bible, there was a rule against it when Cain iced his brother. Mm -hmm. It was like, no, don't do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess the, the kind of obvious rebuttal will be, people questioning what, like, okay, what does someone even need X type of weapon for? What do you need? A, what do you need a rocket? What do you need a rocket launcher for? What do you need a mini gun for? Cause I want to. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I want to. That's like, yeah. it's like when people are like, do you need three cars? No. Oh, I, yeah. I even, it depends on the person that's asking it. Right. Of course. So let's say if it's a woman, okay, you have two feet. You can only wear one pair of shoes at a time. Do you need? <laughs> What an analogy. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I mean, you only have, I mean, why would you need heels that high? Yeah. 
Why do you need that? I don't need them. I just want them. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Now, if you take that high heel off, that stiletto, and stab somebody in the in the brain with it, mm -hmm. you go to jail. We don't ban stiletto heels. Gotcha. It, these are more common sense analogies. The bottom line is the people that push those things do not want humans to have the ability to defend themselves from tyranny. Mm. Because if it was really about safety, and if I show you all of the data, I've, I've seen a lot of it. Control means I've less safe. Yeah, I've seen a lot of it. I saw that the sort of top five or 10 cities with the strictest gun laws, and then the five or 10 with the least restrictive and comparing the sort of murder rates and whatnot between them. I mean, it's night and day. Yeah, it's night and day. And it's, it's, it's literally the opposite of what people would assume by common sense, right? right. Common, that's, common that's sense tells people more guns, more killings, more violence. Um, but certainly within the realm of the US, like if you widen it to an international context, it looks really different. But within the US itself, certainly you can see that, you know, places like LA, Chicago, Los Angeles, you know, yeah, sorry, not Los Angeles, LA, Chicago, what was I going to say, New York, you know, places with the more restrictive laws, that's where a lot of the bad stuff goes down. So give you an example. The reason why even in those, in, in the, even in the, you know, rest of the world, the international context, the reason why there's only 30,000 deaths in regards to firearms in America, as opposed to how many in different nations, is because America has a, a general understanding or respect for firearms generally, mm -hmm. generally, you know, um, the math is there. They're not telling the truth. They don't want to, they, the reality, now they're starting to come out and say it a little bit more. Kamala Harris literally said, <laughs> If Congress doesn't do something 100 days after I'm president, I'm going to make an executive order mm -hmm. to change. Executive order means circumnavigate the systems of checks and balances. Yeah, I saw that. That's what that, she's in essence saying. I would be a tyrant if y'all don't do what I think you should do. That's not yeah. how the process of democracy works, <laughs> nor is that how we defend the republic. Yeah, I find it interesting that stuff... Comments like that don't freak people out, but then <laughs> I don't know. Trump tweeting something silly freaks everybody out, and I'll, I'm kind of I'm I'm thinking from my own perspective. I'm like, wait, hang on, that's like that's hardcore authoritarian, and that's that not even that's not even up. hidden. Like that's not even hidden. She came straight out and said this, and people are like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And I was kind of like, that's interesting. I'm okay. going to ignore. <laughs> I'm going to be the dictator. I'm going to do, and you're going to force you to do what I tell you to do. Yeah, that's not freedom. But again, when you remove civics from schools, when you don't have young people reared in the concept of the constructs of the nations that you're in, as well as a look at what human rights are when you don't do it. Because, OK, we can look at the construct, too. If you go on by America at a certain point, slavery was cool. Slavery was lawful. Mm -hmm. Now you have to look at a bigger context of is this morally correct? And what are, does this human have the right to exercise their freedom. Mm -hmm. Then the laws have to follow that culture shift. It's yeah. the same thing for guns. And the data is there. Yeah, yeah. 90% of mass shootings since 1991 are in gun-free zones. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so moving on from the, the tools themselves, what about the people and the ownership? I mean, what are the sort of checks and balances 
that you think should be in place for someone to be able to possess a firearm? Do you think there should be some restrictions there? I'm talking about obviously mental health, previous crimes, no people who are, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? No, I think if you got a mental health problem, you're in a mental health facility. Yeah. You don't have guns in there. Yeah. Solve the problem. Boom. This person gets better. They make better with themselves. They change. Okay. They're out. They have the right to exist. Mm. Okay. Boom. You take somebody that, okay, previous crime. Okay. You go to jail. I thought jail was for paying my debt to society. Why are we putting a scarlet letter of a felony, an F on this person? Now they can't vote. They can't defend their life. That's mm. how we lost Nipsey Hussle. He changed his life. Mm-hmm. Employed men that cha- and women that changed their lives. Mm. Got shot in front of his place of business because nobody had a firearm to defend him. Mm. So even those guys, okay, are we not dealing with rehabbing citizens? Or are we calling it, you, you're going to pay your debt to society, but in reality, it's a money grab. Now we got to look at the prison industrial complex a mm-hmm. little less. I mean, so... No, there shouldn't be any. Here's the thing. If you shoot someone that wasn't trying to kill you and you can't prove it, you go to jail. Yeah. You stab someone. You got a butter knife. You stab this person. You go to jail. Yeah. It's not it's not like this big. It's not like, you know, again, if you can't bats are for playing baseball. Mm-hmm. If I beat somebody's head in to death with a bat. I go to jail. We don't ban bats. Yeah. I guess the, the is the thing that defends against corrupt governments, though. Yeah, so they yeah. got to demonize that and get people to fall in line with their own enslavement. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's one of those things that I can very much from. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, like I, 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 I 100% get everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. I can also talk to someone who is very opposed to guns Mm -hmm. and i can also get maybe not 100 percent, but 90 percent of what they're saying also in their own way they both seem to kind of logically make sense i mean i get see but the difference is they don't have data to Mm. support forget my feelings about freedom sure so freedom is cool that's what i'm gonna lead with Mm -hmm. and i'm even the freedom to not right where they lose me is where they try to impose their wants onto other people, mm-hmm. you know? And so they'll say like, well, if there were no guns, then there wouldn't be no shootings. Yep. Okay. So let's go with that. The other 300 million guns that are already here, what are you going to do about those? And how do you, how do you plan on taking, if we say we're banning guns, so you're going to take somebody's private property. Mm-hmm. That they paid for. Oh, that's what they oh. did in Australia, isn't it? All right, but here's a, and and look at all of the shootings down there. So then, then the question becomes: Okay, who's going to take the guns from them? People with guns. Hmm. So you're not necessarily anti-gun. You want a monopoly of state-sponsored violence. You hmm. want the state to have the major means of inflicting violence with a firearm a lot of the people who are very anti-gun tend to be uh the prominent ones anyway the famous ones tend to be surrounded by people with guns quite often which uh, which again is one of the things i always find funny the other thing i find funny not to uh get get too political but the other one i find funny is um you've got all these people saying that donald trump 
is Hitler or the Republicans are Nazis and yeah. this is the, the rise of fascism, the rise of white supremacy, this and that. But then you're also saying, well, and then give your guns to the government. And so that's, yeah, that, so that's the one where I'm very much like, wait, hang on here. So you're telling me so that give Hitler more. Yeah. of the <laughs> That's the one where I'm like, wait, hang on here. So you're telling me, like, I don't think Trump is Hitler, but you're telling me that Trump is Hitler. And this is the, the fourth Reich coming. And he wants to put people in concentration camps and kill ethnically. Like you, you genuinely are telling me and believing all this. But then you're also spinning around and saying, yeah, we need to make sure only the government and only the what about the police, right? People are protesting the police all the time, saying the pr police are brutalizing people or they're just hunting down black men or whatever. And then you're saying, OK, the only people who should, who should have guns are the police and the government and the law enforcement. And I'm kind of like. That that's why that's why there's compute. always a hole in their theory for me that's why i'm like look i respect your right to not but your theory is off yeah your theory's off the data does not match and the data does and the, and the evidence does not reflect less guns mean more, less crime it's actually literally quite literally more guns in the hands of responsible firearms owners mm -hmm. means less crime more guns less crime that is literally a thing mm. you know and so when they say these things and they can say, oh, well, I feel like th the basis of their arguments generally are feelings. And a lot of those people have had severe trauma. Mm. And I'm our job as at Black Guns Matter is to help them heal from that trauma, to mm. help them show, you know, some of the other people how to resolve conflict before it gets to that point. You mm. know, mm. it's not our job to just make fun of them and attack them because they're wrong and they yeah. are wrong, you know, but it's our job to go. Why does this person, this, you don't even know anything about guns. Would it, why are you so passionately against them? That sounds like trauma. Mm. Help them heal with the trauma. We're all in this together as the human race. We in it, we in it, you yeah. know? And some of our brothers and sisters of the human race are weirdos. That's just what it is. Mm. And so because of that, we have to be very careful that we have the means to defend ourselves, our children, our loved ones, our friends, our family, you know, from the potential weirdo. And if it's yeah. not, if there's no weirdo, great. I'd mm. rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah. So the stats you're talking about, like I said, I mean, that's that's U.S. specific. But what if someone were to say, OK, well, the U.K. has a significantly lower murder rate and gun crime rate than the U.S. So obviously the way the U.K. does stuff is better. What would be okay, your response so to that? The UK also has better actors than British dudes, Idris and all of them dudes. They're just better <laughs> actors. <laughs> I love that, Idris. You know what I'm saying? They have better actors because of the fact that they have, um, you know, there's a there's 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 other factors that go into it more. So because again, we don't have a gun problem in America. We have a mental health issue. Yeah, that's, that was food, that was why I asked that question about who yeah. should be allowed to own them. Yeah, a lot of the foods that we have in America are banned in your country. <laughs> like, true, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we can't act like the mental issue is we're not isolating this from diet, mm. from lack of uh, fam familial guidance. Mm -hmm. No, there's there's a whole laundry list of things that go into it. But even coming back to the, oh yeah. You know, we banned guns, our crime rate dropped. Okay, cool. You locked up a bunch of the dudes and you confiscated the guns, mm -hmm. but you didn't stop the axis of evil type, Bob, because if that was the case, right after that, your stabbings go up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
California is one of the most restrictive gun uh, spots in the in America. They just had a shooting, like yeah. a, a mass shooting. So my, my thing is, it's not necessarily just one thing. It's about general overall culture choices, so forth and so on. Yeah. Now, when people, you know, when they say, well, we did this and it was less, there was less sex and such, or they'll say, you, you increase your chances of getting shot, especially if you're not training. You increase your chances of getting shot with a gun in the home by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If I put a pool in my background and you know what I'm saying? In the, in the, in the, in the backyard, yeah. I increase my chances of drowning because yeah. there's a pool there. Like you could not, it's impossible for you to drown if there's no pool. It's possible yeah. for you to drown if you're irresponsible, getting drunk, hanging out by the, you know what I mean? So forth and so on. So they make these straw man arguments that don't really have anything to do with the numbers or the actual reality. It's just pulling from more things. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have um, a fear of firearms. So they take a position because they don't know anything about it. They take a position of, oh, these are bad. Then why do you give law enforcement? Are you saying that everybody that has a law enforcement uniform on is a bad person? Are you advocating for law enforcement officers to not have guns too? Uh, they don't have them here either. And they're getting stabbed too. Mm-hmm. But here's the here's the funny thing. I bet you if you guys had uh, private ownership of firearms respected again, I bet you your, your stabbings would go down. Probably. Yeah, probably. It's, they, I'd imagine shootings would go up, but yeah. Maybe. It, but okay, if it's based on ignorance, so again, those those states or countries or cultures that have respect for firearms and their training is okay and it's not taboo, mm-hmm. they have vi- notoriously lower violent crime levels. Yeah, I know Switzerland is very. I think Switzerland is the most has the least restrictive gun laws in the in Europe, I believe. And they got like two murders a year. Yeah, they got, they low got yeah, pretty much pretty much nothing. Yeah, no, it's really interesting, man. I wanted to get on a little bit more about your um your work and your campaigning. So you're the co-founder of a movement called Black Guns Matter. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that. I just got tired of people trying to make other people feel like their life should matter to them. Like, you need to know that my life matters. I don't care if you know if your life matters. I don't care. I just need to have the means to defend my life because my life matters to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a gun is what allows you to do that. You know, and so same concept you have. If you think that your life matters, cool, have the means to defend it. Or you just saying stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why we created under that banner. Um, And it's been great. We've been getting love and support for the last few years, you know, from a gang of people that are like, yo, I love what you're doing. I love Mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? So. So with the title, was that I'm assuming it was an intentional play on words with black, both being the color of most firearms and black being a skin color as well um, i mean it, so, it could be it could is be it? but okay it's like art whatever whatever you whichever way you interpret it yeah yeah you know and most gun guys go yeah i got black polymer firearms <laughs> Ooh, and that's good for them yeah. some black people go yeah black people need to have the means to defend themselves mm. it's very interpretive it's very for you it's very personal have you had some pushback on that Nah, i don't no? get pushback one I'm in the areas where people scared to go most of the times. And two, they know I got a gun. Ain't nobody. <laughs> I, I, I guess I meant more from uh, activist types, not not a. Yeah. No, nah, I'm an activist. They not. OK, those, a lot of those dudes be slacktivists. OK, 
know what I'm saying? I'm I'm an actual activist. I'm actually active in our community. Mm. I'm actually an activist. So they 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 play themselves to kind of like do that. So some of them dudes ain't really activists. They social media force. Yeah, uh, you know yeah, that's that's very true. So it's like I don't really see you outside. I see you typing behind the screen. You know, so they know not to do that too. They like nah. They'll pick a fight with somebody else first. They know better than that because I'll be in your city and I'll say, yo, I'm in your city and I'll put it on social media where you live and I'll say, yo, I'm in your city right now. Come meet me right here. And most people won't. Yeah. So I don't get pushback for that. The reason why we've been championed is because we're providing a service for free that people can pay into and pay forward if they want to, to others. And it, it serves a purpose. And we're not just going gun, 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 gun. Yeah, we're yeah. going, hey, how are you resolving conflict? Are you even in a conflict? Are you identifying conflict? How can we resolve it if it is a conflict? How can we turn all of this newfound understanding into political power? How can we vote people in to represent us that are in, in alignment with the things that we identify as freedom? That's what our organization is truly about. You know, oh, oh, and by the way, you'll learn some stuff on how to be safe and responsible with firearms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we don't get pushback because the, the, the holistic approach is too solid and it's too fluid and it's too relatable. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's too, it's too many people. You don't raise $200,000 for people that don't even know if you're coming to their city if it wasn't something that people wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Times is hard and tight right now, Paul. With that being the case, people are not just giving up a gang of money for something that they don't like. Yeah. You know what I mean? People, yeah, yeah, people yeah. you know, you, you, you know it's, it's just... It's an idea whose time Ben came and for the demographic, the demographic relates to it. So like activists, activists know, you know, like, come on, man, we, I'm an activist and now I'm in your peer group. So you got to handle me differently. I'm not the other. And if yeah. I was the other, if you identify yourself as the other, I'm going to say, I'm going to come to your coffee shop. I'm going to run right up on you and see if you keep that same energy in real life. And most times they don't. Most times mm -hmm. they shake your hand and, and that's good, rightfully so, as you should. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so now nah, we don't get pushed back in that regard. The work is speaking for itself. Gotcha. And you're also running for the Philly City Council right now as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we gotta get your... in there. Yeah, we gotta get in on City Council because we're gonna cut down on some more of these very restrictive laws. Same thing. I'm your peer group as a city council person. City council men and women. Uh create legislation and policy or laws for a particular city. Mm -hmm. So now you got to deal with me every time you push some legislation. I'm going to vote no if it ain't about freedom. Mm -hmm. Every time. If it ain't about securing a better quality of life for Philadelphians, if it ain't about preserving their freedoms, if it's about more restrictive, non-solution-based things, I'm going to vote no every single time. Yeah. And you're going to have to contend with me every single time. And I'll create a, a track record of me saying, this person said <laughs> this, I said no for these reasons. This person said this. I said no for these reasons. This does not help Philadelphians. It don't put, you know, improve their quality of life. It doesn't give them more money. It doesn't make them smarter. It doesn't make them more handsome or beautiful. It does not. It just creates more restrictions on Philadelphians and Americans' ability to defend themselves, love themselves, get money, all of this extra red tape. And I'm going to say that every single time because yeah. I don't work for the other uh, city council people. I work for Philadelphians. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. I'm an actual statesman. They politicians. I hear that, man. And what's the, uh, I mean, how's that, how's the campaign going? When is the, is there, a, 
a certain timeline that you're working towards? Are there elections that are coming up or what's yeah. the process? The election is November the, uh, 5th. Okay. So I'm going to go take that in November. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I just filed today. My fault. My, my, my guys on the back is like, tell me you just filed. I just filed today. So I'm officially on the ballot today. I, ch- I oh, okay. filed that in there to, uh, this morning, actually. Okay, cool, man. And what's your campaign strategy? How are you going to go about doing it? I'm going to trick everybody into uh, submission. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm, I'm just basically going to tell the truth. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to do, I'm going to like actually be a statesman. I'm going to actually interact with the people. I'm going to actually, you know, deal with civics. The same things I'm talking about right now. Here's one of our flyers. Civics. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannabis legislation. Conflict resolution, mm-hmm. civics, and public schools. Mm-hmm. I don't want brothers going to jail for because they had some tree. That's stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. Right? I don't. I don't want people, you know, not knowing how to deal with conflict. I don't want people, you know, not understanding the the civic process of citizenship. You know what I'm saying? Or being a good citizen. If we inform that, we 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 give people some empowerment or attachment to this uh, ideology that we call the American dream. Mm-hmm. We allow them to actually make freedom-based choices. We don't penalize them for making freedom-based choices. The entire concept is based on freedom. The whole thing is freedom. It's pretty much it's doing. pretty much taking it back to the original American sort of idea, isn't it? Right. It's yeah. It's the Sankofa bird. We were there at one point, minus the the obvious contradictions with of slavery. Course. Of course. You know what I mean? But it's the Sankofa bird. You got to know your past to move forward more efficiently. Mm. And that's all it is. If we want freedom, if we want change, and that that translates any race, quote unquote race, right? You have to know, you have to have a respect for freedom. You don't want a gun. So I'll give you a perfect example. When I go into my anti-gun friends' houses that are horrified by firearms, I don't take a firearm. And I make a joke about it. I'll say, yo, man, if I get killed in your house, I'm killing you. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's, just, it's just me saying, like, listen, this is your private property. I'm going to respect the freedoms or the places that you want for your space. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I, I'm not, I'm not going to be friends with you. No, it just means we see that a little differently. That's actual freedom. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's actual objectivity. These are, not, these are more than words. These are perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so implementing that through city council and making sure that we're doing those things in, in a manner that the general public can understand, appreciate, and replicate, that's the overall goal. Back in the day, the general public was way more involved politically. We got to get that energy back. Yeah, yeah. That's really, in essence, what I'm going to do on city council. Yeah, well, I think the, the problem is that people get obsessed with stuff on the national and international level at the expense yep. of stuff on the local level. I yep. mean, I know in the UK, I mean, certainly most people here would not be able to tell you who the you know, mayor or MPs in their locality are, but everyone right. can tell you who the prime minister is or who, who the people at the, the top on a national basis are. Yep. Yeah. It's rock star levels of the, and, and we got to get away from that, uh, that celebrity worship. Mm-mm. I mean, everyone can worship me. I'm not mad at it. You know what <laughs> like, that's what I want to do, you know, but I, I think that somehow gives people a big head and then they stop remembering their public servants. Uh, oh geez absolutely it's the same thing with police isn't it like people Mm -hmm. forget that yo 
you're paying their salaries like they work for you the politicians work for you right you're not you're not their slave they're not there to sit on top of some throne and start right. dictating oh i'm gonna put in an executive order that's gonna <laughs> i mean that's that that's the kind of thing that i'm i don't know like i said it earlier that's the kind of thing i'm shocked that people are not shocked by right because to me, that's like the obvious power she play. She sounded like, like the chancellor from V for Vendetta with that. <laughs> I was like, yo, did you, did you hear what homegirl just said? <laughs> oh, she said she want to make the streets safer. No. No, no. <laughs> not what she said. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, bro. I'm just, uh, I'm just having a look at the time. I got to jump on another call in 10 minutes, man. But uh, let people know where they can find you online and learn more about your work. Yeah, they can um, hit me. You know, if you're on DuckDuckGo, you can put that in your search engine. You can go uh, Maj Toure, my name. All of the videos and stuff will come up. Um, if you Instagram, Maj Toure, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. Um, same as Twitter. Um, Facebook, um, uh, official Black Guns Matter underscore Maj Toure. And I think our um, the website is Maj for the campaign. It's MajForPhilly.com. Now, we need, we're running two um, campaigns simultaneously. We raised about $204,000. We're trying to get to a goal of $1 million. If you're hearing anything in this conversation today that you agree with and you want to continue to spread those type of freedoms so we can educate more and more and more humans, and then that'll spread from America to other places all across the world and nationally, please hit our GoFundMe up and give a donation. GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. And that's separate from uh the fundraising that we're doing to uh fight this campaign for city council that's majforphilly.com the biggest individual donation that one person can make at a time is six thousand dollars but you can don't we got a button that you can donate 420 you know mm -hmm. you can donate you know whatever um but uh we just need on, on all fronts man we need to finance continue to finance this and make sure that you know we're we're, we're tackling it from a public service position as well as a private entity position um, both of those are balanced. So again, GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter and uh, MajForPhilly.com. And I uh, appreciate you, Zuby, for having me on, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to finally do this. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that you're so objective, uh, you know, from way across the pond. <laughs> I, try, I try my best, bro. No doubt. Awesome, man. Good luck with everything, man. Maj Toure, thank you for coming on the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. Thank you, my brother. Peace. Peace. Sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand. Stunt me a destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam. Put some respect on my name. Sick like a bang, click and I bang. Y'all gon' remember the name. Y'all gon' remember the name. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.